Welcome and thank you for joining us today. We're Derps and Burps, the podcast for all gamers, spiritual souls, and creative minds out there. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast. This is episode 45. We're going to be talking about rejection. Straight spoiler. Uh-huh. Um, as per usual, it is your favorite host. It is Steffi. And Julia. You pointed in the wrong direction. <laughs> but I said it at least the okay, guys next episode. <laughs> so close. The one time I don't fuck up. <laughs> oh man if you didn't see it if you're watching on spotify you just uh, missed me beating myself up with a with a cloud for whatever reason oh man Ooh. i thought about it Steffi didn't anyway guys welcome back i hope you're doing wonderful i hope you love the cozy vibes today we put our beanies on because we're still cold from the weekend uh mm-hmm. we're gonna be telling you about what happened on the weekend potentially there might be even pictures from the weekend in the thumbnail of this episode maybe good idea good, good idea. idea yeah you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> um yeah welcome back um guys we hope that you're doing wonderful we hope that in this time now it's finally getting cold you know like i feel like this is like the first one or two weeks where it's actually cold it feels like it's actual winter it feels like it's almost december you know what i mean we have like mm-hmm. next week is fucking december or like mm-hmm. this week when you're listening to this this is actually crazy um mm-hmm. and it just started getting cold like i remember two weeks ago i was walking with a hoodie outside when i walked the dogs so yeah kind of weird um global warming ladies and gentlemen do something for your environment while we're talking about it and um yeah i would say let's just get straight into the news steffi what's new what what's What's new um we had a beautiful photo shooting this weekend like last weekend right with our beautiful friend nita she Mm. took great care of us and took some cool pictures we're currently like sorting them out and getting the best out so we can edit them for us also, guys, this is the very first time in I don't know how many years, Julian, I finally created Christmas content before, before. fucking Christmas. Listen, I would uh, take I would take the pictures that I post on Christmas, like the day before yeah. Christmas or yeah. something like that. It's always like two days before, fuck, Julia, we don't have Christmas pictures for Derps and Burps. What do we do? Yeah. exactly what happened this year guys we are highly professionals yeah took some christmas themed pictures already for you mm-hmm. um we took some pretty cool like coven witchy f- vibe ish urban pictures witch, in the forest which i yes. say yeah mm-hmm. um we tried out some like f- smoke flares to like play around with these we almost got ourselves killed oh my god <laughs> we need to tell you story of that oh Holy shit, I I thought we're gonna die. Yeah, we had these like glass lanterns, right? I had beautiful two glass lanterns, like thick ones. uh, They were really like thick glass. Round ones in black and orange, which looked pretty cool. And (laughs) and we put the we I wanted to put the 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 flare, like the smoke grenade, or it's not a grenade, the flare, the smoke into this after you have to like light it up, right? And then it's like a it's basically like a firework works you light it up and then it starts like in lighting and smoking 
um and the smoke comes out of the out of the box the, the, and yeah. we wanted to put this in the glass lantern and it also has like a handle where you can hold it so we wanted to just like walk up the forest like path holding like holding our hands and holding this lantern with the smoke right and then we did like we counted down three two one so then i lighted it up mine didn't work it was a <laughs> was a fail yeah. So I was like, fuck, but it's not working. Julia's worked. She threw it into the lantern and we were walking. And all of a sudden we heard the glass cracking. Yeah. And we looked at each other like, fuck. It was not, gone. sorry to interrupt you. It was not only like the glass cracked, like it made like a thunk, like a, a, a big yeah. noise. Because so basically, yeah. I didn't know, Steffi told me afterwards, like those fireworks burn like super, super hot, apparently. Yeah. And uh, because it was like in this enclosed glass thing and it leaned against the glass. So mm. it like shot like afterwards. We can we can uh, we can uh, show you on Instagram or something at one point. Um, it shot literally. It sh looked like a bullet hole. Uh, yeah. A hole through the glass and it cracked the, the thingy. Luckily, it was leaning not in my direction, but in the other direction. So it shot out like away from me. But holy <laughs> shit. And those things only like burn thirty to forty seconds. Yeah. So w once they start um, burning, you have to take the pictures quick, right? So mm. we were like, instead of panicking, we're like, okay, we need to play it cool. We need to take yeah. like nice pictures now. And I was like, okay, Steffi, yours didn't work. Mine tried to kill myself. Stay cool. <laughs> let's 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 try to post. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like, uh, it was it was a shit show. Mm -hmm. And Steffi was luckily so smart. Like she bought two packs of those smoke um, flares, so yeah. we could try around a little bit. But even though we tried, it was it's so hard to to use them. So if you ever see anybody having cool smoke flare pictures, please note that they probably put so much work and practice in, or they yeah. just got insanely lucky to get a really cool picture. It's yeah, those things. Also outside environment right like wind and everything if you're in a like if you're inside it's probably easier because you don't have the wind or any other uh things that uh, uh what's it called yeah influence uh that impact the smoke Im yeah impact the smokes or have any impacts to the smoke or direction because you never know like the wind was we saw the wind we were predicting like how the smoke would go on the, for the other pictures, right? And then all of a sudden, it went the complete different direction and we got everything in our face. We were like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, we're dying. We need to look, oh, look back to Nina, Julia. So it was kind of... At the other time, Nita. Nita just got completely smoked yeah. into yes. oblivion. Oh, IRL man. hotbox outside. So yeah, you need you need to know and have like a lot of practice IRL with that. <laughs> and you need to be... Oh, um, you probably need to buy a few. Yeah, yeah. As said, it's like 30 to 40 seconds like that's how long they last and mm -hmm. this is the time where you have to look like perfect you have to do the perfect perfect things with with the smoke grenade if you're holding them or if, if they like lay around somewhere so it's kind of it's kind of tricky but you'll probably get there once you have some like practice yeah. um but yeah that was pretty funny i just hoped i wished like i actually again i cut the thought when we were walking up there because I was just thinking, I hope the glass won't explode. And I cut the thought because I was so afraid after I heard the crack <laughs> that this fucking glass will explode and we, we have to drive to the hospital afterwards. Oh my God, imagine. <clears throat> that was awful. 
but the pictures turned out very cool. Mm. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Um. Besides that, got a little sick again. Like my throat was being a bitch. It's better already. I'm just very like slimy. Can I just say one thing? Nita and me Ooh. are fine, and you know what? We both took the the ginger shot again, ginger kukuma shot. I came to you, you already didn't? with throat ache, Julia. Yeah, I'm I woke just saying, up two days. I'm not getting sick. True, it might be it also was... because I'm working out. You know, I was sick <laughs> the whole week with my cold. Right, Max and I were literally so sick. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was sick already then I felt better and then all of a sudden I woke up in the morning on Wednesday with like a sore throat (laughs) on the left side like it was completely swollen I was like oh please I just want to take the pictures and then it was okay Saturday evening got worse and our friend it was our friend's birthday get together as well right in the city Mm where everyone was already and Nita and I drove a bit slower because it started to snow what a really? lot yes oh so we were God. like okay we chilling so we drove and I was just so fucking tired and exhausted from the day because we literally like started at what seven or eight until four mm. to five mm. that's how long like non-stop and how long like, we were, yeah. yeah and so I was super exhausted in the evening and then I was like, okay, if I do not change as soon as I get home and get out again, I won't get out at all and won't go where they are. They were at the pub, like having food and drinking some some beer. So I was like, okay, Steffi, you want to go there. You want to be there because it's his birthday and you just show up and say hi, drink one drink or have one drink and then you leave again. So I dressed up. Went to my sister first because she's working at the Christmas market as well. Mm-hmm. For they're collecting money for charity Aww. with the Ross stuff, mm-hmm. the the wine. So I was there. She and her boyfriend were there. I was having one Glühwein there, and then I went to to my friends. Say like said hi. Was like having nice chats, and I don't know. I stayed for one and a half hours, I think. And then I said, guys, I I gotta go. I I need some rest. Um. That was that on Saturday. And Christmas market work starts soon. Mm. So, non-stop selling cool shit. I mean, it's the I thing. You have, really cool, you have a really cool um, stand at yeah. the Christmas market. So, yeah. you need yeah. to send me pictures oh. again of the stuff yes, you have. And then I'm going to buy some stuff of you again. Have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yes. Yeah. So, it starts basically on the 25th, Friday. Mm-hmm. We started on the 25th, guys. Uh, if you're in Graz and you are just looking around, I am there in a smaller area. It's not the main Christmas market at the main square. Uh, it's on the side. Like we have, we have it like very split and like small Christmas market areas, which is very nice. So not everything is like super crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm at one of those. Just text me if you want to have cool stuff. I can, I can show you. Yeah, she has really cool, cool, cool things. I, I think I bought something like every year so far. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. or like in the last few years. Yeah. I have like the compass, I have like the, the keys yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Really, really like them. Whenever I see a cool key, I'll just I'll oh. just put it on the side. Oh, he's nice. Um so yeah, what about me? Uh so I'm currently have uh, two sick children at home, you know, just mom mm-hmm. things. No. Uh my two dogs are sick. So um on Thursday, Mira started coughing. 
Um, and we instantly took her to the vet because last year Mira had uh, a tonsillitis, so like an infection of the, the throat, mm-hmm. more or less. And she had it for, I think, three months and it wouldn't go away. And mm. uh, this time, like, we heard her cough, like, one day in the morning, like, twice or mm. something. We're like, okay, we're going to take her to the vet straight. Yep. Um, and now she's already fine again. Like, she basically doesn't cough anymore. So that got mm-hmm. really fast. And we only went with her, asked the vet, like, could it be that the second one is going to get it? Like, is it infectious? And she's like, it's depending. She doesn't really know, you know, um, mm-hmm. what kind of uh, infection it is. And so yesterday in the morning, no, at night at like 4.30 or something, Jinx threw up in the night like crazy <laughs> in her crate and like, like really, really bad. And she started puking the whole time because she has so much like sludge in yeah. her throat um then whenever so the 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 problem on the quotation marks is that she has the normal energy like she's the yeah. normal crazy puppy barking running around but as soon mm. as she like breathes faster like through all the sludge she needs to cough and then she pukes so yesterday she puked <laughs> like 15 or 15 20 <coughs> times and like when she drinks water she pukes she eats she pukes um and so on and so on um so i took her to the vet this morning it was so full it was like Mm. i had to wait almost like two hours like one and a half hours at the vet um and then there was like other dogs and they all have the same cough so it's something (laughs) that like like, (laughs) yeah exactly like i just told steffi earlier there was like a little uh there was a six month old labrador next to us like a black one Mm. same was buddy and Jinx and him were like sniffing each other and we're like excited. Oh my god, oh my god, look at another puppy, another red fever. And then they like sniffed each other and they're both like, <laughs> like puked, puked <laughs> on each other. So that was kind of funny. Um but yeah, um she got an injection, she's no sleeping, she's eating, so everything is fine. She should be fine till like latest mm-hmm. uh Thursday, Friday, she said she should be back to normal. Um, we always we also weighed her. So Mira is not 19 kilos. She's a skinny mm-hmm. bitch now. She's perfect the way she is. And Jinx has uh almost 25 kilos now. Wow. Yeah, she's 24.8. She's a thick girl. But mm-hmm. the 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 vet said she's skinny. You know, she looks know. skinny as well. Really? Yeah. I really think she's. She does. She, looks she does. Normal. It really like skinny, skinny. Like, like yeah, no, 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 Just like normal. Oh, okay. Not, like no, yeah, yeah. Not, normal on the on the skinnier size. Then yeah. More likely as on the. Yeah, and she has like the side. weird like teenager face where like she looks like yeah. goofy and stuff. So she's yeah, a goofy yeah. looking <laughs> dog right now. Um. Then yeah, obviously we had the shooting together. Um. On the weekend with Nita and Steffi, which I also enjoyed a lot. As Steffi really said, like with the smoke smoke bombs it was so hard even though we like practiced um our our posing and everything before and we planned already okay we're gonna do this and this and this if because we only have like 30 to 40 seconds um to to get the shot while it's uh smoking um mm. it was so hard because uh we didn't know as Steffi said how the smoke is gonna behave we need to yep. pose we need to also uh, try to look in the right direction because the first yeah. time we did it, we were both just like staring at the at the smoke and we're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what's happening? So we all had the yeah. death stare, then like, and so on. Then obviously Nita had to adjust around like the smoke yeah. and try to focus on us and not like get the camera to focus on us and not on the smoke. And it was 
chaos but the pictures <laughs> they got out of it are so amazing we're actually gonna yeah. after just uh, recording this we're gonna look through the pictures together and um edit them and stuff so i'm super super excited to be sharing them with you at this point you probably saw some on instagram already if you have not go on our instagram uh, my name on instagram is miss rich one word no underscore and Steffi's name on instagram is senpai hades with an underscore no no nothing, nothing? oh she no nothing i'm Perfect. unique there damn damn look at you so yeah check out the pictures let us know if you like them i hope you do because we like them so you better mm -hmm. like them too um <laughs> what else uh we also went out to portuguese food was really good when you were here but i uh -huh. ate a burrito that was like a stone in my stomach for two days uh. holy shit and yeah after the shooting i went also uh to gym and i was dying i was really yeah, it was, I mean, my stomach was after this up. day, honestly, also like we did so much, and then I was thinking of that. I was when when we left your place, I was like, "How the fuck is Julia even going to the gym tonight?" <laughs> like crazy. I was. I wanted to die. Like I literally, mm. I I took a fifteen minute nap before I went to the gym. I mm. put an alarm to wake up, and I was I was going. There was like, Marina, I'm sorry. I'm usually never like this, but today I'm gonna be a potato. Um, in the end, it was fine, but I was so tired. And then the next mm. day, the burrito finally left my body and then I was fine again. But <laughs> for me, it was like the combination of being like out in the cold the whole day, um, obviously being working, doing shit all the time, having a good time, having fun. Then the whole social thing as well, like obviously it's really mm -hmm. draining as well. Um, oh, and we also put the Christmas tree up together with oh Nita and yes. Steffi. And for the people that don't know Nita and me, we're like, we love christmas we're like the christmas elves like we like love it and Steffi's a little bit of a grinch kind of ish a little bit not not okay really with it. but she's not obsessed but, with christmas yeah i'm not like obsessed with it at all i don't need to hear mariah carry on oh. halloween midnight seven minutes after first midnight, of november first hell yeah of november so i'm fine with it two days so before you know so i don't need it <laughs> first of, yeah but first of yeah november. we decorated the christmas tree together uh -huh. as three mm -hmm. and it felt so cute it was like for me it was happy that's all what counts it made me so fucking happy because i always decorate <laughs> the christmas tree alone like i don't even yeah. remember last time i uh celebrated christmas for example with my mom and that was like mm -hmm. one of those moments where I was like, oh my God, that's so wholesome. It's like my friends and me were decorating a Christmas tree together. <laughs> I was like, oh man. So that was a really, really cool feeling for me. Um, so yeah, beside of that, uh, I feel being tired as fuck today as well. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> uh, there's I'm nothing really new. Uh, I had, oh yeah, uh, to talk about my gym stuff again because I always do that, right? um so my first four weeks of bulking are over and now i have one week of maintenance so i don't have to yeah. stuff my face with food as extreme uh what and does I that can... mean so basically the four weeks i eat in a surplus so i eat more food yeah. than my body can burn so i can uh <laughs> i can i can burn uh, i can build more muscle in those four weeks mm -hmm. and i i bulk all in all uh, eight weeks so you do four weeks of bulking see where your yeah. weight is then yeah. you take a week break of bulking so you eat mm -hmm. one week just maintenance so just you eat the exact amount of calories that your body mm -hmm. needs to sustain without gaining mm -hmm. or losing any weight uh, to see where your weight balances 
mm-hmm. then you go another four weeks of booking so you can uh, see like okay what happened in four weeks where mm-hmm. is your body once you stop eating a surplus like what is mm-hmm. the the situation quasi um mm-hmm. and then you decide okay where we fine with the amount of muscle that we gained in the four weeks and weight in general mm-hmm. do we want to eat more do we have to adjust the calories higher in, or whatever because i mm-hmm. think um i think we kind of underestimated how much calories my body burns already because i didn't really gain any weight mm-hmm. in the four weeks even yeah. though i ate like 2300 calories a day like That's imagine crazy. before i could not lose weight for the the life of me like if i would yeah. eat like 1600 calories sometimes i would not lose weight and now yeah. i literally force feed myself 2300 yeah. 2400 calories almost and i don't gain weight <laughs> yeah so That's guys wild. if you have problems with liking food but not being able to eat or being sad or whatever just start doing fucking sport like i'm in for like what is it since march with laura technically till the beginning of the year whatever 10 11 12 11 months now mm-hmm. that i'm being active and i went from not being able to drop anything to having to force feed myself so i i keep my weight like it yeah. is insane how you can even at an old older age like me like i'm not 20 anymore i'm 32 like I literally, or not I, but Laura helped me to fucking fire my metabolism up like completely. Yeah. It's crazy for me. Um, so yeah, that is that. So I have one week of maintenance now, and then I have four more weeks of bulking, and then mm-hmm. the year's over, and then I'm gonna start uh, cutting to see mm-hmm. all the muscle that I built under the the flubber layer that mm-hmm. I also um still have, and I'm super excited to see. Nice. How much muscle I have, so I can be a certified muscle mommy, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Afterwards, no, but I really in- enjoy working out. I cannot imagine not doing it anymore. It's part of my personality now, as you can tell, because I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, but anyway, enough of uh, Christmas photo shootings and muscle mom and muscle mommy moments. Uh, we're gonna talk now about rejection. Um, we got a listener of the week. That kind of mm-hmm. helped us find this topic. So, Steph, if you want to read it out, then we can tell you how we mm-hmm. got to talk about I'm this topic. I'm on Twitter, actually. I'm on Twitter actually asked us, um, and that's how we got the idea of this topic. And he said, one of our, oh, I say, <laughs> I wrote down in my document, one of our listeners asked, how do you deal with rejection? How have you dealt with rejection in the past? Mm-hmm. I think it's so, a really good topic to talk about because obviously we have some life experience, you know, where we're not mm. 16 anymore. Um, I think we have a little bit of a different view um, on rejection, at least when I talk for myself, because I uh-huh. handled rea- uh, rejection way different when I was like 14, 15, 16, 20, whatever, than I do now when I'm 32. Like, I think my point of view on it changed a lot so i'm excited to talk about it how is it for you i think my point of view didn't change but i grew up you know what i mean like i i'm still the same inside i'm reacting Mm -hmm. the same but outside i'm like okay now just don't do it this way yeah because it won't get you anywhere Mm -hmm. this is my difference but i don't think like i i changed the mindset of it because i'm i'm vengeful okay you're salty I'm very like, I'm very into self justice. Mm-hmm. 
if you will. So, and I take it personal depending on what kind of rejection probably right depends for example yeah for example when i applied for for the university for the graphic design or arts university the first time i got rejected right and that was in 2013 and that was literally the one thing i wanted and they rejected me and i was so mad i literally i literally thought you're gonna see what you're you're gonna miss like what you're missing out i'm gonna fucking burn this building down this is what i thought (laughs) When I got rejected. Not literally I'm burning very... the building down, ladies and gentlemen. She, she did not. Never did no, it, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. For legal no. reasons. Just in my head. Yeah, in my yep, head. yep, yep. Okay. So this is, <clears throat> this is the, the level of, of like, vengefulness I have or, like, reaction to a rejection I have. I'm very, like, uh, on, on, like, I'm starting more than, you know what I mean? If there's something I want so bad, and I get rejected from it, I'm like, I'm molding. Because mm. this is not how you treat me. And I am worth this shit. I got in the second year, guys, because not because me writing a letter to threaten them. No, I didn't do that. But <laughs> I got in the second year. And we all know what happened then. I got to know Loki, Max's brother. We got together. Max and I still together. Eight years, blah, blah, blah. Love, romance, happy ending. So, um... There was a reason why I got rejected the first time. Obviously, didn't see it back then. Um, but yeah, that's just one example. What about you? Um, like how how did how do you how do you feel? Sorry, how do you feel about it? Um, in general. So, so I so overall rejection. Like in the past, when I was younger, like I was mm-hmm. never really like spiteful like you are in the sense of somebody rejects me and i'm like oh you gonna see what you get for not you know wanting me or whatever i never had that for me it was the other way around because i think you always had the (laughs) you always had the 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 confidence in yourself right so for Mm -hmm. me rejection was more um what did i do wrong that somebody Mm -hmm. doesn't want me Mm-hmm. or I don't fit into something in a job or mm-hmm. whatever like I would always find the fault in me and I would um it would really fuck with my self-confidence even though mm-hmm. like I basically didn't have any and the way I see rejection now it's more like um I I am sad about it because sometimes when I like for me it's now for example when it comes to sponsors right mm-hmm. let's say there's like a cool brand or something that I would like to work with and um i already in my head like i apply or write them or whatever i'm like okay we we could have like those cool um work relationship and this uh, campaigns or or creative ideas that i have mm-hmm. and then they decide that they don't want me i'm then that's mm-hmm. okay for me like for for me it's it, it's more like um you know it, it's not supposed to happen it's fine and when it's mm-hmm. about yeah. people that is that is still something where it where it hurts me like let's say when it comes to friends you disagree mm-hmm. on something or whatever and then even though you disagree on whatever it is and you for me it's always like you can disagree on topics and you can still be friends you know what i mean mm-hmm. and some people cannot do that and mm-hmm. then for me i got rejected in the sense of that they don't want to be my friend anymore they don't mm-hmm. want to be around anymore or whatever it is 
Um, and that kind of thing for me, where I would have in the past become sad or think like, oh, what did I do wrong that they hate me now or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. The way I see it now is that I dodged a bullet, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, um, if I would be still like dating and jumping between relationships, it would be similar, I think, because in the past it would always be like, yeah, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, okay, that person is clearly not on the same page as me or maybe not as far when it comes mentally in, in, in how they handle the world or they see the world or whatever it is. And for me, it is if somebody rejects me now, I'm like, okay, that is good for me because it, it clearly shows that it was not meant to be. And I'd rather find out now and dodge the bullet than mm -hmm. going down the road further with a person and maybe being more invested and then, you know, mm -hmm. finding out later on, if that makes sense. So that is um, f for me the thing because there's no, there's no real positive, you know? If you get rejected and you you cry about it or like you mourn like it's you should feel the feelings that you feel like I'm not telling you like oh yeah I don't know someone breaks up with you or you don't get the job or you don't get the sponsorship or you don't get accepted into a program or whatever it is yep. um I'm not saying don't mourn it or don't be sad or whatever just think like maybe it's supposed to be like that because there's mm -hmm. something better for you waiting out there or there's maybe if you would have been accepted in that or if you would have stayed with that person, whatever, down the line, something worse would have occurred yeah. or whatever. That That's the way that I, I started thinking about it. And it's actually, for me, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny because if I think about it, um, I was, for example, I was working just as a sponsorship example, right? Um, mm -hmm. I was working with uh, Ankakrad way before they sold to Nestle and that kind of stuff. And I was mm -hmm. actually a big fan of the spices that they did. And I think I worked with them. They gave me like a trial for like three months or something like that. And they only sold to German speaking countries mm -hmm. and not internet. Oh, they shipped international, but their website was only in German. Um, if they shipped it somewhere else, it was really expensive mm -hmm. because they only had like deals for like the German speaking yeah. countries, obviously. And after three months, they were like, oh, yeah. Um, you sold enough and we would technically like to work with you, but because your audience is so international and we're not targeted mm -hmm. on international selling, um, it's not worth it because the, the shipping costs are so expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we decided to not work with you. And for me, it was like, they like the content I make. I sell enough for them, but they don't want me because of reasons that I cannot influence, right? Mm -hmm. And then first I was sad. But I accepted it. I was like, okay, whatever. It's going to, you know, something else is going to come up. Um, mm -hmm. And then I think it happened like half a year later or like eight months yep. later that they sold to Nestle and literally none of their um, partners knew before. Like they literally tweeted, hey, we sold our company to Nestle and all the people that were working with them. And there was like, everybody got so fucking upset. And yep. Now, if I look back, I'm like, okay, I worked with them. I had three good months when, when they were still the, the people that I like, the products they yep. stand for, things that I stood for. And if I thought about that, if I would have gotten a deal back then for a year and then I would have had to stand there and make the decision or like be, you know, that kind yeah, of situation yeah, yeah. is just something I wouldn't have wanted. So in retrospect, yeah. I'm happy that that didn't work out. 
you know what yeah. I mean? The the yeah. way I wanted it. Um, and that's that's the way I try to to look at things. That that everything in life happens for a reason. And even though the reason you you can see the reason why something happens in the moment, mm. but I always feel like that at one point later in life, you will have this realization where you're like, okay, this is why yep. this wasn't supposed to work out at this moment in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so that's that's the way I try to to look at it. It's like. I like logically seen, I know that with all this, like the spiritual side of it as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know that karma is a thing for myself. I believe in that. I know I don't have to like be the bitch that's like revenging or whatever, but deep inside, I still have it. And that's yeah. my problem. Like, and my, my, thing is or what I always have in, in my head is you always meet twice in life and mm -hmm. then when I think of that and when I'm actually hurt or rejected by something or got rejected by something that really meant something to me I'm like and when we meet the second time you gonna see what you missed like what you <laughs> what you didn't want back then right yeah so um I still have this like I'm a revenging bitch. Like I, I want revenge sometimes, but that only lasts for a certain time. Mm. And once the wounds like healed a little bit, I don't care anymore. Mm. But, um, and that's like this, this balance I try to like keep. I know deep inside, this is something like I cannot change it, but it, I just need time to get over it. And once I'm over it, I do not care about it at all. And I, I would never like take actions or anything myself to to make them see what they lost or whatever mm -hmm. it is, right? So it's just in the moment where I can't deal with it. And I think like I've been thinking about this a lot. Like if I can change that or if I want to change that, first of all, I don't want to change it. I think I think it's just a trait of me. Mm -hmm. I don't really show it on the outside, right? It's just a trait for myself. Um I only show in private or very private, like if there's something that actually like gets to me. Mm -hmm. um, and also what I started to do is analyzing if it's hurting me or my ego. Like, oh, yeah. is it my ego speaking now? The rejection made my ego feel bad and that's why I'm mad. Or is it that you actually hurt me? Yeah. after my whole revenge vendetta phase I'm like okay Steffi sit down what's it why is this happening to you why are you actually hurt is it your ego or is it you so um best best topic or best uh example was a friend ghosting me mm -hmm. a friend I really had a lot of fun with mm -hmm. so and then all of a sudden like I just realized months later that he blocked me everywhere right mm -hmm. and I was like okay what the fuck is going on why why are you doing this what did I do like I didn't I never did anything wrong we literally just had a good time playing video games together and I enjoyed it to the fullest and then there was months of silence and I never knew this is one thing I hate the most when I do not know why because yeah. yeah. you at least owe me this you know and even if you don't but this is how I think like yeah 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 just do the right thing be an adult and tell me why 
rather than just ghosting but that's how the internet works right if mm. you if you're not interested in anyone anymore you just you just ghost and see you bye um so yeah and it took me quite a few months to realize if it was me or my ego if it actually hurt me or if it if it was because oh yeah why don't you like me anymore like mm. why did you decide to ghost me alarm can't deal with that alarm and <laughs> they're coming to get Steffi again Steffi, what, what, yeah always the same with you so and then even when I was drunk there was one night where we were out and I was super drunk and we were driving home from from the club we were in and I was sitting in the car like oh, I miss the time so then I texted him mm-hmm. on Instagram never got an answer nothing And then that was actually the moment where I started to like try to analyze if it's my ego or if it's mm-hmm. me getting hurt. Um, yeah. And then I think a few months later, all of a sudden I got unblocked everywhere and I realized and we got in touch again and I got the whole story explained, blah, blah, blah. And we are now friends until today and we still make fun of it. Like, mm-hmm. are, are you ghosting me again? Or like, we're talking about it and He even said, like, he saw all the messages and he felt so bad because he, he didn't write back and stuff like that. Like, we talked about it. Okay. And I realized that it it, it probably was my ego first because uh, I felt like, why don't you want to play with me? We're cool together. Mm-hmm. But then it was because I had so much fun with this person, just this genuine fun, right? Yeah. yeah. You have, like, you enjoy spending the time with this person because you just have fun nothing else beside that so and it was actually more than just my ego then everything's solved now but yeah rejection probably takes it, it takes long for me to to get over with mm. actually even though if i don't show it or i would never like admit but it takes it takes very long for me it can take up to a few years i think yeah yeah to be able to deal with it or to like let go completely and then with companies as you said the same because my university example is kind of like this right Mm -hmm. because I'm always mad in the beginning I'm thinking when you said you doubt like yourself then or you first think if it's you like what did you do wrong or why don't they like me and stuff um I think I have that as well I'm like, I'm not good enough, right? That's mm-hmm. why they don't take me. But then, and that's what I learned over the years as well, it's more like, it's not meant to be. And it's fine that way. Same with job applications. Like, if you write, if you send out like 20 job applications, and you, if if you're lucky and you get two answers back, and even though they're rejections, I'm not, like, I'm not sad or anything. It's like, it's fine. Yeah, like yeah. you would have not fit into this company anyways. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I can deal with that way better than I did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um. With people still don't. Well, I'm still the same. I'm very <laughs> like you're gonna see what you lost, bitch, and then karma <laughs> and vendetta, and I'm gonna make sure to <laughs> to to make you see what you lost. Oh, um, no. And then I never do anything because I'm just self-pitying and crying about it. And then 
I'm like, okay, karma will do. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm sorry so, yeah. if you hear the puppy crying, crying in the back. Mm-hmm. She's currently uh... not at all. Yeah. And I still okay, guys. This is how well I handle rejection. There's one little bar in Corinthia. They were like, there weren't anything special. It wasn't Filach actually, Julia. Okay. And we were we we're going out. Um, my cousin used to work there like ages ago when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And we really liked it. It was a small bar, but the cool kids were there and stuff, right? And they had like a body a bodyguard or a security guy standing out there uh, in front of it and letting people in or not, right? And then there was a there was a situation where they he decided to not let us in for some reason. And I was like standing there and I made myself a promise. And the promise was if I ever get rich, I'm gonna fucking buy this bar just to close it. Uh, I'm kind of oh a England here, guys. I'm sorry. But this is like, I have a list. I have a list in my head of a few things or a few, uh, how to say, objects or whatever it is that I promised myself if I ever get money, I'll just <laughs> buy them to close them. To oh just my end God. them. This Jesus. is how, how vengeful I am. <laughs> I don't know. I have to say, like, I... I cannot um, remember something mm-hmm. like that that I ever yeah. had feelings towards, like you know, like a club or a bar or a, a yeah, brand yeah. or whatever. To be honest, um, when it comes to rejection, like I don't know, like for me, everything that has to do with persons is for mm-hmm. me the harder one. But for me, it's always yeah, yeah. like, but but for me, it really shifted over the years from. Mm-hmm. Um, like oh my god I'm not good enough what can mm-hmm. I do to be wanted by that person that rejected me and mm-hmm. my goals in the past would always be like if somebody doesn't like me anymore if they um would for example boyfriends that would have cheated on me right like mm-hmm. something that that would have cheated on me and I would have forgiven them and then obviously the trust is broken I don't trust them anymore and then uh, the jealousy would build up like you know, mm. like the stories where um, I heard other girls because they had something with my boyfriend, you know, it doesn't matter if it's like throwing an ashtray or uh, punching punching somebody in the face because they kissed my boyfriend or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, I would never do this now anymore because mm-hmm. I have just way too much self-respect. Like back in the day, that was my ego being hurt. That would be yeah, yeah, yeah. my inner child being like, you're not good enough. You need yeah. to make yourself better so that person that rejected you under quotation marks, if you want to mm-hmm. call cheating um, rejection in some type of way because they didn't break up with me back then, they just cheated mm-hmm. on me and then they're like, oh yeah, it's fine, we can stay together, mm-hmm. I will never do it again, that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that for me would always be like, I would search the the issue with me. Like I would never mm-hmm. be, like now if somebody cheats on me, that's not a me problem. Mm-hmm. I would never think what did I do wrong that my yeah. partner cheats on me. That would be like, okay, you clearly do not see me valuable enough to keep l- loyal towards me. So I'm mm. not interested in you anymore. And that would be now for me the same thing as I said before. Like I value myself way too high to put up with that shit. You know what mm. I mean? Like, if you feel mm. like I don't, you don't value me enough to be loyal, 
then you can fuck off. Like, I, I don't need that. And if you're showing that to me through cheating on me, for example, mm. back then how I was, that would be for me now. Uh, like, oh, thanks. You showed me your, your, your value that you had into myself. So I dodged mm. the bullet. I don't need to waste more time on you. And if I would yeah. have done that, for example, my, my boyfriend that, as I said before, like the toxic relationship that I've been in for m multiple years, he mm -hmm. cheated on me after a year. Mm -hmm. If that would have happened in to like a, a, a further a, a, a Julia with the self uh, worth that I have right now, I would have lost. Uh, I would have left him there. I would be like, okay, you cheated on me. Okay, I love you, but fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna put up with that. And I would have saved seven years of my life, and I or six years of my life, and I would have probably been able to spend time with other people. Yeah was not the case i learned many many lessons and i know now mm. that i needed to learn all of those lessons to become the person that i am right now and mm. that also taught me that i would never build up uh, put up with that shit anymore because i know now that people can change but people have to want to change like there's such a big yeah. difference between people saying like oh i will never do this again and don't worry like i i'll change and you don't see actions and yeah. people that actually regret something that they do. Like, I think still, like, if somebody would cheat on me, I would not forgive them. Like, for mm -hmm. me, like, I do believe in second chances in some capacity. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, I'm just thinking, like, for example, if Nathan would cheat on me today, like, I do not think that I would, I would want to pursue this relationship further at, mm -hmm. like, for me, it, it's just something so, so, like, like I just know for myself, if somebody breaks my trust in such an mm. extreme way, for me personally, even if they would never do it again, I would always be worried if they're out or mm. in about, because I know this was in my last relationship. I was never mm. able to be like, you know, Nathan travels the world he he meets a bunch of people everywhere he goes out to restaurants with i don't know 20 people from organizations and whatever goes out to parties after events um and with him i never i i'm never sitting home and like oh my god i'm worried what if he talks to another girl what if somebody hits on him like i'm more now like okay go ahead try hitting on my boyfriend good luck with that you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. i'm that secure in my relationship yeah. Um. And I would never want to be in a relationship where I don't have that. Like I could mm -hmm. never go back to my old relationship where I'm like, he tells me he's going to his best friend to have some beers, and potentially the day after I need to wake up seeing him tagged on some people as uh, some pictures on social media where he is yeah. in a club, you know? Yeah. Like that is something. Fucking kindergarten. Yeah. Exactly. Like that is just I know that like goes a little bit off. The topic of rejection mm -hmm. um but that's something that 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 showed me you know my my self-worth as well if that makes sense yeah. and um and yeah that shows that no matter how often people or a person gets rejected you can still have this deep trust in a relationship that oh, yeah. is actually healthy yeah. and working exactly also like all, no matter how often you got rejected in your life it's never an excuse for what you're doing now 
because you can always change and as oh yeah 100 it's important that you fucking want to change yeah that and, is the most important thing and the, the way i think about it like i i think about it now like if my back then boyfriend if he cheats on me and i break up with him and that's it mm. it's done i also think that he will learn another lesson you know what i mean like mm. for the future like if i would have broke up with him i don't know where he is now if he has a girlfriend if he's married if he has three kids mm. like i i don't know where he is in life like again for me once the relationship is over i'm like done i don't i'm not in contact with that person anymore mm -hmm. but for me i think i gave him the message like from what i know he only cheated at one time on me and then never again mm. for the rest of the seven years but i still i never had trust in him anymore like never mm. ever um so that ruined it for me but i'm also thinking if I, I gave him a bad experience with being a jealous girlfriend that couldn't reinstate the trust in him. Yeah. So I think like for him, it might have been a better lesson for him as a person to be like, mm. you fucked up, you cheated on me, that's it, I'm gone. You know what I mean? Mm. I think then he would have probably thought about it twice in the future to mm. cheat. While, I mean, again, I obviously don't know what happened then. Um, yeah. I, I actually think that when we were apart, he once had a girlfriend and then he cheated on a girlfriend with me. So I think he didn't <laughs> learn his lesson. So anyway, long, long time ago. That was like in between when we were yeah, yeah. like in the seven years. But um, you, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I gave him the message that you can get away with it. And that's also something that I try to think of now. Like with the decisions I make, I don't only decide what lesson I learned, but also what might mm -hmm. the, the person um, across the table can take away from it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And to talk about rejection again, I, I, it just rem reminded me of one of my therapy sessions because, like, I obviously, mm -hmm. again, like, my, my view on reject rejection did a full 180, right? Mm -hmm. um, so my first big rejection that I carried around one of the traumas that I had through my whole life till in my my adolescent in my in my adult life um mm -hmm. was actually the rejection that I got through my dad and mm -hmm. that sounds kind of fucked up but for so for for daddy issues exa exactly that that kind of thing so when mm -hmm. I was 11 my my parents split up and I'm not mm -hmm. sure if I touched on that topic on uh, on on the podcast yet but so basically what happened when I was a child, I looked like my mom. My dad, long story short, my dad um, was in love with my mom. She was the love of his life, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And my mom, f out of the vision, uh, out of the sight of my dad, my mom broke up with him out of nowhere. And he got hurt. You know, he never mm -hmm. wanted to be with another woman, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And he got really heartbroken from that. And um, for him... The problem was, on the quotation marks, he told me that back then when I was like 11 years old, that he can't look at me because I look like my mom. And for mm. me, in retrospect, this, I, I, I talked about it with my therapist and that's so fucked up. And that was the time... You cannot say that to Obviously, a child. you can never say that to a child or a teenager yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And that was the point when I started, um, like, because I was always this, like, cookie cutter blonde girl like I was always like oh I always stick to the rules I'm always nice 
because that's how my mom was right like blonde mm-hmm. nice the, the, the typical housewife whatever and that was the moment where i was like oh my god i'm not good enough what can i do so mm. my dad likes me and i started getting uh, i mean not straight with 11 but later on like i started calling my hair dark i st- tried to be the exact opposite of what my mom was i got piercings i got tattoos you know what and i i'm not saying that's the fault of that person like i would probably even if i would have not experienced that still got piercings and tattoos and would be an alternative person um looks wise you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but that might have been one of the triggers like the original rejection Mm -hmm. when like the one of the or like the most important person for me back then because i was always like a daddy's girl like my dad was always like the one person i look up to and if that person tells you like he can look at you because you look like your mom and that's why he mm. can't spend time with you. That is yeah. like such a fucking kick in the guts. Yeah. Um, and I had to work through that. And I feel like once I worked through that and I understood that if somebody rejected me and told me they didn't want me anymore, instead of trying to become what they wanted me to be, because mm. in the end, it will not fix it. Like if yeah. I bend yeah. and break and change myself to the core just to fit into some mold that another person want me it mm. will never work because you are never the person to to be the per you will never be the person that they want yeah because that's not truly who you are you know what yeah. i mean and and once you realize that that i was never the per never the problem because i looked like my mom but it was my dad that was the fucking problem that couldn't separate my mom from his own daughter that's when you're set free under quotation marks because you realize like that is another person's trauma that has been laid upon you when you're a fucking child you know what i mean and um in the end i saw something i saw something actually funny a tweet this morning if it fits pretty good to this um i think it was kitty place that tweeted it she tweeted something like um so you're telling me that we're being put on this planet just to be uh, traumatized and then having to spend our whole life to fix ourselves mm. and then to be able to in- enjoy life. And that's actually fucking true. I really, I really think so. I think there's nobody on this planet that doesn't get traumatized, at least to a certain point. Like, obviously, mm. like some people grew, grow up like in in a in a better let's say family so they don't maybe experience trauma within their family or the loved ones but maybe later on in relationships mm. or companies or schools or whatever it is like everybody get traumatized somewhere along uh, along um the line but for example for me even if i look at it now through my parents like my parents are so fucking traumatized so fucking mm. broken people to the core and for them, I know they will never try to fix themselves. And that's wow. fine. You know, that's also something you need to learn. That some people just rather stay in their own pity and in the yeah. trauma that that they, cre- that they had to experience. But I think everybody needs to realize that everybody has the choice to mm. either stay marinating in their fucking trauma or mm. you try to find the core of it 
try to find doesn't matter if it's through self-reflection reading books going to therapy sorry <laughs> jinx is crying right now um but i think everybody can work through this and it's not mm. funny and it's not easy and it's not a walk in the park but in the end that is the only key to really true truly being happy if as you said that the example with like is your ego hurt or are you really being hurt and mm. if you find out you're really hurt okay but what about it hurt you yeah. like yeah, yeah you know what i mean so if you find the 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 cause or like the root the root of yeah. what gives you what what triggers a certain feeling in you even if it still hurts you at least you can logic like like on an intellectual level can understand okay yeah. that is not the person that is hurting me right now this is my dad hurting me when i was a child and mm. me say, seeing that same trauma coming back up in a new relationship that i have and it hurts me because it reminds me of that you know what mm -hmm. i mean it's the same mm. why certain people can trigger you so easy because they just remind you of your mom or your dad or a, a person yeah. from your past that just had a certain hold on you and yeah. uh, or a certain situation or sounds or smells or whatever it is that are, those are all like really deep triggers and traumas that people carry around and i think that is something that should be way way more talked about and way more focused on mm. in especially like in your in your 20s to 30s like me being free or not free of it but like being aware of where it comes from and being able mm. to to analyze and reflect why i feel in a certain ways in certain situations set me free in a sense of that i can enjoy my life way more instead of feeling choosing to feel sorry about myself all the time you know what i mean like my yeah, parents yeah. do like they're gonna take that to the grave and they're yeah, always gonna yeah, stay in the do. victim role and they're always gonna think it's not their fault but everybody else's fault but themselves yeah yeah and and that's i think what what you said fits very well that you have like the self-reflection um from the beginning like hey okay why why am i hurting right so so i think you have like the the right tools again as we talked about it like you don't really i mean in that case i don't know but like Steffi has it so often that she uses the right tools on how to fix her problems or how to approach things in her life yeah. that upset her but she doesn't really know like why no. it just works i don't for her. i don't even know how i came to the conclusion or to this moment where i just sat there and said okay is it now my ego or is it me it's like these moments in my life nobody like ever taught me or tells me it's just me sitting here and then having this like clicking moment for whatever reason it led me to this moment all the actions that happened led me to this moment where i just sit here what is she just is what did you say? <laughs> i didn't see the, the the ending of it it just led me to this moment where i have this realization smiley um where I just thought like, okay, is it my ego or am I actually being hurt right now? And I cannot tell you how do I, how I get to these points in my life. I'm just, I have no clue. You know what I mean? I yeah, don't know yeah. what my brain does. I don't know how my body does it or how I, it's, I don't know. It's just, 
it's just there all of a I, sudden. I think like for me, um, it's like the, the point of view. It's I don't know if you want to call it like an ego death, or like I think I think some people mm -hmm. call it ego death. I'm not 100% sure if mm -hmm. that is what I want to describe or not, because obviously mm -hmm. I don't know if that that is the right word for it, but it sounds correct in the yeah, yeah. in that thing. So a lot of people are always just looking at stuff from their own perspective. Like me, why mm. is it me? Why is it, why mm. do I always have to feel that way? You know? And I feel like in, in that moment where I had my ego death and I stopped looking at things from my perspective, but like from, from the outside on everything, mm -hmm. like always like, mm -hmm. okay, but what maybe happened to that person to begin with to make to to make them take that decision or whatever, like mm. always to try to take in consideration what other people might have experienced yeah. or what kind of traumas they carry around in order to hurt other people. And and that's also something we talked about it before. Like if if I now meet really angry, hurtful people that try to be nasty to other people without any um reason i'm not there like wow why do those fucked up people always come to me why do they always try to hurt me like mm -hmm. i'm like who hurt you like what happened yeah. to you that made you feel that way and i don't know again if ego death is the right moment but i feel like everybody needs to kind of wake up from this mm. ego-centered thinking and i think you just have been raised in a way that you never really had that egocentric way of thinking but you got maybe raised in a way that you always look at whatever it is from the outside if that Around makes my sense like your I, surroundings I yeah take everything of my surroundings yeah. into in cons in, into consideration, consideration in a, as, well, yeah. as well yeah so maybe that's that i have egocentric moments as well of course everybody yeah bench, yeah because that's just how we are but i always like try to see the bigger picture with everything because it's not only me right mm -hmm. it always takes two it always takes your environment it always takes everything around you and you included um to get to the point where you got or where you are right now um and to me it's like i'm not reading many things about things i'm interested or like stumbling across these things usually like we talk about a lot of things <laughs> and then i realize okay because julia explains me those things and then i'm like ah, okay that's that and that right so for me it's like my life lessons come whenever i am ready for them mm. and it's like it's just a natural thing come yeah it's just a natural thing um to me that whenever i am ready i feel like this lesson is here you know yeah yeah and then i realize apparently this is the right thing i'm doing mm. same with the ego and me hurting mm. like i never thought of this before it's just at, in this moment i the lesson came to me because i needed it yeah and i was ready for it yeah. and i was ready to to understand what it is mm. and it's kind of a weird thing because i cannot i cannot describe or explain it um how i'm like growing up mentally or like how i'm how i'm evolving spiritually i just it, think, it just, I just feels think like yeah mm. i just think like 
I mean, we we talked about that spiritual shit already like a million times, but I feel mm. like you just have such an old soul in a sense of you've lived so many lives before that you learned so mm. many lessons that it like feels natural to you that you don't have to think about it in that way anymore. Yeah. And yeah, for maybe. me, it feels like when I was born into this life, I was like such mm. a narrow-minded, stupid, egocentrical person that had to learn so many things that I'm like slowly coming to that level. Like, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm ascending and uh, I'm so much better. But you are. I'm so much better than, am I better than anybody else? We're like not, yeah, yeah, not, not, not at all like that. Like, please don't get me wrong, but like, just again like comparing myself to how I was when I was younger to to how I'm mm. now is it's just so fucking different and I, another thing that you said as well that I think is really true I think no matter what challenge life the universe god whoever you 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 believe in or not believe in uh, throws at you or whatever is is no matter how hard it is I think nothing will be thrown at you that you can't handle like whenever mm. something shitty comes up like life gives you that lesson because they know that you're ready in that yep. situation and it's something that you have to experience and learn and go through in order to um get further in your journey yep. and um i but i still think that whenever something like this is thrown at you no matter if it's a rejection or um, something traumatic that happens in your life I think still everybody has to make that choice if they want to mm. continue going in the circle of of whatever trauma it is or if mm. in that moment where that traumatic situation or whatever lesson is that shows up if they decide to break out and learn from it and move mm. further or if they continue going in a circle and it's it's like life comes in waves and whatever lesson it is and if you decide in that moment okay I'm not ready yet to yeah. uh, take on this lesson then there's gonna be like another phase and then it's gonna come up again you know it's like mm. sun and the moon yeah. the, the, the tides whatever it is um and that's that's i think um how how it works and i think everybody gets the chance over and over again to um move past those kind of things or, or just like learn how to look at things from a different perspective like for me it's mm. all about perspective it's all about learning to um look at yourself from the outside instead from from your inside out um that's that's the most important um thing in, in my opinion yeah so yeah i think we pretty we, deep we went pretty deep again now there's has, has been has been a while that we actually went at yes. in an, in an episode but i really liked it um i know we also like kind of went off the topic of rejection a little bit mm. Or around it, or it twisted it in in ways mm -hmm. that we felt like it 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 fits to our um, lives better. I hope you enjoyed mm -hmm. the episode. I hope it wasn't like too too uh, you know spiritual or whatever. <laughs> I used the word ascendant. You know, that's always when you're like, no, like, oh shit, oh shit, here we go again, motherfuckers. <laughs> so anyway, um, have a beautiful rest of your day. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we gonna. Here shot again next week. We're not sure yet what we're gonna talk about it, but it's gonna be uh Christmas time. Steffi can yeah. be the Grinch that she is, and I can be the little Christmas elf that I wanna be. 
I'm excited. Um, we wish you all a rest, a beautiful rest of your day, and we we'll see you again next Monday. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Bye.